Big Dumb Movie is a comedic podcast that often contains obscene language and outlandish commentary. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie Ninja Edition, where we discuss movies of the ninja variety. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm joined today with two fellows. First up, Mortal Kombat historian, Josh. It has begun. It has begun! (laughs) Also joining us for the first time, to Big Dumb Movie anyway, we got a meme lord, a cosplayer, a filmmaker, the man, John Riggs. Say hello. Howdy, partners. (laughs) Howdy. It's good to have you on, John. It's good to have you on, Josh. I'm so glad that you guys both joined me today for this 2021 Mortal Kombat movie review. Not the 90s movie. <laughs> We're going to get to that eventually on this channel, but Mortal Kombat 2021. I guess to kick off the conversation, I wanted to ask you guys, Josh, maybe you can go first. Like, What's your experience with the Mortal Kombat franchise, and what are your favorite or least favorite games? Okay, so yeah, I guess I'm the local Mortal Kombat aficionado or something, right? <laughs> you are. <laughs> So, I grew up playing the fuck out of Mortal Kombat. fighting games in general, but specifically a lot of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. But for this conversation, we'll stick to Mortal Kombat. So, I started playing... uh, I think Mortal Kombat 2 was my first Mortal Kombat game, so I have a lot of fond memories of trying to beat Kentaro and get to Shao Kahn with my older brother. He's the Cheetah Goro, right? Yeah, that's the Cheetah Goro guy. Uh, And I think the first Mortal Kombat game that I actually owned personally that didn't belong to my brother was a copy of Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. So that has sort of nostalgic memories for me, but it's not a good game. (laughs) It's not a very good game at all. Okay. But... Uh, somebody put a gun to my head and said, what's my favorite Mortal Kombat game? I would probably go... Yeah, like if Stryker put a gun to your head and he was like... (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with Mortal Kombat 9 uh, in least favorite, not counting Sub-Zero Mythologies. I'm going to say uh, like Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Okay, well, we can count Mortal Kombat Mythologies because in terms of like my least favorite Mortal Kombat game. That's the one I was going to use. And for those that don't know what the fuck that is, it was a N64 game, probably also PlayStation, but I played it on N64. I rented it once. Basically, you can be one character, and it's Sub-Zero, and it's like a side-scroller platformer, and it's fucking impossible and awful to control. If I remember correctly, you have to like press a special button to like face the other way, to face left. So it's like really fucking hard when you have enemies coming at you from both sides and like the jump like hit detection is non-existent. So like you have to like jump over like little pits and you just fall down them every time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, The only thing I ever remember about that game is the the falling falling animation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just remember falling to my death a lot. I fucking hate that game. I gotta say, though, as a kid, I was, like, the Mortal Kombat guy for a period. Like, everyone knew me as the kid that loved Mortal Kombat. 
and I was pretty good at it, but the game I excelled at in terms of Mortal Kombat was Mortal Kombat 4, uh, uh, because I just played the shit out of it, and honestly, that game kind of changed a lot from Mortal Kombat. It's pretty good. It doesn't have a lot of the fancy fatalities that some of the other ones have. Like, you can't do friendships in that one, for example, but it's pretty solid. Uh, but John, what about you, Mortal Kombat? I only ever owned Mortal Kombat 3 for Sega Genesis, but I loved it. I played it a lot, mostly with my friends. I didn't go up the brackets too much because I probably wasn't that good at it. I was pretty young. I was probably like, I don't know, like 10 years old when I got it. I might have been like 9 or 10 years old. And I just, I was never great at video games when I was a kid. So, I mean, so-so. And then I got older and, you know, got a little bit better, could appreciate it more, but I really liked Mortal Kombat 3 a lot. And I liked playing with my friends because they were all younger than me. So they weren't as skilled, you know, like their motor <laughs> skills weren't as developed. So I'd kick their asses and it made me feel good about myself. Solid, so solid. That was good. I, what was your character in Mortal Kombat um, 3? I got good with Liu Kang. I could do like the bicycle kick, so, and then they'd be like, we don't want to play with you anymore because I would just do it all the time, you know, like, yeah, you know, like just kick him. <laughs> Liu Kang wins. Yeah, I liked Cyrex. I got like pretty good with him. He was dope. I think there was like somebody else that I was good with too. Hmm. Who, who, oh, I like, I love Raiden. Like, Ra Raiden's good. I got good with him too. I could do the, um, you know, when he does the move and he yells, like, Santa Monica. And <laughs> you know, he, like, flies and punches. Well, that's where he's from. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Monica. Yeah, and then he, like, punches him. That, yeah, I loved it. I love Raiden. Raiden's, like, he's, he's dope, man. You can't go wrong with Raiden, you know? Raiden's pretty epic. My favorite character has always been Reptile. Reptile. Like, for as long as Mortal Kombat has been around, he's been my favorite. I think it really, like stuck with me because he was like the hidden character in the first game mm -hmm. and like that really like made me think that he's something special reptile mm -hmm. i like that i like the way that they uh represented that in the original movie too he comes in and he's like he's like invisible you know i know that he can do that but also like he's the hidden character so, and his powers like invisibility or like blending in right he is in a way yeah. because like the movie unlocks him in the 90s okay. movie Cause you know they get to a point where like they they put him in this special body yeah. and like yeah it's meta well fun fact that whole scene was like a reshoot so literally they they oh, went wow. back and unlocked him <laughs> it was it no. was it really yeah that's probably the best fight in the whole movie in the original i know right but i i don't want to spend too much time on the original because that is going to be a future big dumb movie episode and i don't want to spoil too much on that it's not going to be immediate, but we are going to get there. It's going to be a fun time, so... Stick around for that. For now, let's talk about Mortal Kombat 2021, directed by Simon McQuaid. Spoiler warning! This movie's pretty new, and we don't normally do this on this channel, so I'm excited to talk to you guys about this newer movie, which I actually went to theaters to see, and then I watched it again at home later in preparation for this, but... Let's talk about the opener... John, can you tell us about kind of like what we see in the beginning of this movie? It sets things up and uh, I don't know, I quite like the opening, but what do you think? I, I like the opening a lot. I was like really like surprised and I was like, this is going to be a really good movie when I watched the opening and I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed um, the aesthetic. 
I liked starting out in the, what were they in the 1700s? Or were they in the 1800s? I don't remember. My note says feudal Japan, so not <laughs> okay. a specific time area. Feudal Japan. Classic okay. feudal Japan. So Japan in the 70s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it just it opens up and it's, yeah, it's like a, um, a period piece. I like that. You know, they're living like in a small village in the woods. I loved, I loved it. I like the fight. I like the actor that plays Scorpion. I don't know his name, but I like him. He always delivers. The guy who got killed by uh, Ronan in uh, Endgame. Can't, not sure what his name is, but anyways, Scorpion, yeah. Amazing. Good setup. Fight was pretty good, too. Actually, it was very shocking. Are we, can, I, can I reveal all in this? Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to spell oh, yeah. all? Spoilers are okay. The scene where, or the part where in that scene where his, uh, where he finds his kid and his wife, that was a shock. I was like, oh, they went all the way with it, you know, and that was like, that was a good setup for, you know, the, the like the blood feud to be really believable between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And yeah. he finds, finds his wife and his child uh, basically ice, ice babied to death <laughs> uh, from Sub-Zero. And that, that was good. It, that scene delivered. It delivered for me, for sure. Now, Corey, did, when when you saw Scorpion drop the bucket of water to get rescue his family, were you also thinking that he was going to need that to defeat Sub-Zero? To win your next match, use the element which brings life. What? If he would have had it, he would have won. He would have won, mean, right? <laughs> what is it? It's the Look, element that creates life or something? Water. <laughs> How, how how would he have beat him with water with the bucket? I don't understand. Well, you swing it around and then you throw it at him, and he freezes himself. You gotta okay. you gotta wait till the okay. ice moves though. Okay, that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure if that's what you guys were getting at. Yeah. I, I like water. Hey, if only he brought the bucket. You know what I love about feudal Japan? What's that? There's always a feud. You know, like, yeah, it really lives right. up to the name. Really putting the feud back in feudal Japan. <laughs> Josh, I'm sure you had thoughts about the opener. Uh, yes. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's one of the stronger scenes in the entire movie. I'm full disclosure. I'm still trying to process this movie and ultimately how I land on it. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe the podcast will be therapeutic in that endeavor, but, uh, and there's a lot of CGI blood. I do notice that a lot. Maybe that's just the critic in me, but I'm not a big fan of CGI blood. I like some CGI blood. I don't mind it. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm 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 spoiled by th- movies like The Thing. The brutality in this movie is like really set up early on, you know, with this opening scene. I I like how we see like one that it's going to be the violent Mortal Kombat movie you, the fan, has always wanted, right? They, they show us that. I mean, they showed us in the trailers, but assuming you haven't seen any and you just got in for this movie, you know that that's going to be here. But you, it also sets up our villain, which is Sub-Zero or Bihan. Not sure which one name I'm going to go with, but I, I really like that idea, right? They could have gone any route with this. They could have made Goro the big villain. They could have made... Shang Tsung the big villain, which he kind of is in a way, but really in terms of story, the guy that sets off the story, the villain, and the guy that we finish the story with, Sub-Zero, he's the main guy, and he's a character that everyone knows, and he's a character that basically, like, everyone respects, right? They didn't pick some, like, lame, like, it's not that Kano's the big villain, 
You know, they picked a character that I think is perfect for that. Don't you think? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, everybody wants to fight Bihan, but nobody wants to be Han. I, I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it, it was a bold move, for sure. It was a bold move for Sub-Zero, but I, I just... Uh, I don't know. Like, for me, I was kind of like... I was waiting for them to... To kind of start the uh, the actual Mortal Kombat tournament, and they, they don't really do that, do they? No, they don't. I guess yeah. that's going to be in the sequel. That that is one thing that bothers right. me about a movie in general, is yeah. when it's building up to a movie that never happens. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. But I they probably in my thinking, I'm like they may have had to use this as a stepping stone because of budgeting and things, and not have been making a movie in so long. You know, the studio may have not allowed them as much uh, leeway so they had to work with what they had and they thought maybe if we did like the Batman Begins of Mortal Kombat movies or maybe that's not a right right way to put it but like a, a movie that explores before the actual event you know happens more mm. maybe is what I'm trying to say is like stepping stone that's that's the word that comes to mind it is and this movie is almost certainly getting a sequel so yeah. I think your thought process on that is, is on the mark for sure right just before we move on, I do want to say that the fight with Scorpion, the original version of Scorpion before he becomes Scorpion, and Sub-Zero, be curious, Han, that is really good. Like, mm -hmm. even the henchman stuff, like, just seeing him take out these dudes with his, like, rope spear is, I think it's quite nice. And there's a reason that this first seven minutes of the movie or whatever it is was released online for free. Like... They were like, okay, this part is really fucking good. We're going to get people in with this. And I think they did in a big way. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess one quick note before we move on as well. Um, one of Scorpion's children is taken by Raiden, right? We see, we see Raiden after the fight, after Sub-Zero kills him. He tries to end his bloodline, but he doesn't really because there's a baby that is taken away by Raiden. But shortly after that, Josh, we get to see... Our actual main character of the movie, my favorite character in all of Mortal Kombat, Cole. Man, classic, classic Cole. I love picking him in the game. Uh, they, like, they didn't even bother spelling it with a K. Ed Boon must be rolling in his grave. The man isn't even dead yet. He's alive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's rolling in his chair. Yeah, he's rolling in his, his eyes are rolling, that's for he's sure. He's rolling in his bed. <laughs> Spinning around in his chair. <laughs> So, he's just spinning around in that swivel chair in disappointment. Yeah, he's a underground MMA fighter. Classic. Classic uh, Cole. May, may I ask a question? Could, yeah. could you guys explain Cole to me? Because, like, I don't... I Is is there is he a reference to somebody? Because that's the part I was unclear on. I'm not as no. as familiar as you guys are. He's not. He just was thrown into this movie, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. He wow. is a newly created character specifically for the movie, which is just a bizarre choice, isn't it, Josh? Oh my god, it worked out so well for the 90s live-action Mortal Kombat show, Mortal Kombat Conquest, when they made Zero <laughs> and Taja. Does anybody remember those? No, they don't. No? Yeah, it worked no, out I mean, so well. <laughs> I take it it didn't work out very well? It did not. The one chick, though, from that show, Taja, is the, the, the female Terminator from Terminator 3. That's something. <laughs> the Terminatrix? That's not good. The Terminatrix! <laughs> yeah, that was her. 
Oh god, yeah. So they we have Cole, who's like our point of view character. He's introduced to this crazy world that he has to participate in. Again, newly created guy. I mean, they have him, but you know who they didn't have? My favorite character, Chan. (laughs) (laughs) Were you expecting a moment where he was just going to be like, Lou! (laughs) Yeah. I hoped like he would at least be in the temple and like, you know, someone would be calling Liu Kang to help him over. Like, you know, come help me with this cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) Chan. (laughs) <laughs> like I need to move this couch. <laughs> <laughs> move. No. Uh, so like, yeah, Cole's a little pussy, and he taps out like a little bitch. Yeah. Like Chan must be rolling in his grave. <laughs> He's actually in a grave. <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually yeah. in a grave. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cole's a family man, a cage fighter. He would fit it right in with the Dominic Toretto family. Why is that? Uh, he's all about family. It's his only personality trait. <laughs> oh, <that's> family. <laughs> okay, good point. Kind of looks like he could be in uh, the Fast and the Furious movies, too. <laughs> right. Maybe he wandered onto the uh, wrong side. <laughs> I think if Dominic Toretto was in this movie, like, he would just destroy Shang Tsung. Like, he would just obliterate him with, like, a lead pipe. <laughs> He just beat him to death. <laughs> his fatality would be like ramming his car into somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should add him in the next game. Right. So in the movie, we're kind of going through intros. We, what we see next, or somewhere around the next time, is Outworld, right? So we're getting an idea of like what's being set up in the movie. Now, Josh, you can let me know if you agree with me. As soon as I saw Outworld, I got immediate Mortal Kombat Annihilation vibes. Yeah, yeah. I did too, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, at least the acting's better in this scene, right? There's no, uh, too bad you will die. (laughs) Yes, it is better than the worst acting of all time, I'll give it that. (laughs) It's such a low bar. But I mean, it's hard not to compare it to Mortal Kombat Annihilation considering the whole dragon tattoo angle. Yeah, that's an element as well. I mean, they took some of the worst parts of Mortal Kombat Annihilation and used them, I think. Well, I shouldn't say some of the worst parts. That whole movie is the worst part, so they just took some parts. But, like, the way Outworld looks in some places, it's like, the last thing you want to do movie is remind me of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, that's not a good place for me to be mentally while I'm watching this. Um, but also, yeah, the tattoos, but at least they don't, like, fly off you and do a backflip. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that's that wasn't good. Oh god. They're not spending half the movie trying to find their animality for the just five seconds of bad CGI. Feel your animality. Your animality. Your animality. We see Shang Tsung, right? He's like the guy that's uh, in charge of all the villains. We can tell he's the boss. He sits on a throne, he orders people around. Uh, he's lame as fuck. Uh, <laughs> he is played by Chin Han, I think his name is. He's the guy that played Lao in The Dark Knight. Oh, no, yeah, I recognized him right away. I was like, that's uh, that's Lao. Like, you know, Batman better come get him. You know, yeah, look know, what he's right? doing now. Yeah. I was like, I was surprised to see him in that role. He, he did all right, but I was surprised to see him in that role. I, I wouldn't have cast him, but, you know, 
We'll see what's to come. When he just shows up to, like, the temple and starts shit-talking Raiden, he should have just been like, a simple phone call would have sufficed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. He's not a very imposing villain. I think the Batman will find him and will make him squeal. <laughs> I know squealers yep. when I see him, and that's right. That's right. I just. I don't think he's good. Like Shang Tsung in the '95 movie is like funny and like hammy and like. Yeah. We get to see pretty early that like great. he's a force to be reckoned with. Like he just like snaps Chan's <laughs> neck like in the first scene. Poor Chan. <laughs> he just murders the shit out of everyone's favorite Mortal Kombat character, Chan. <laughs> so you know his power levels going forward. Yeah, for sure. I know you don't want to talk about the original, but we keep going back and forth on like um, talking about acting, right? And like the the original's hammy comparing to this one. That's not hammy, but it's like, what would you guys say? It's like more. I don't know. Boring? It's well, it's like an action movie. <laughs> well, it's 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 textbook just an action movie, you know? And like it makes me miss the hamminess a little bit. Like I like a little ham in like a movie like that. Like maybe they maybe they should lean a little heavy on the ham for the sequel, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like I you know, like it's it's the video game, the original, I mean the idea of it where it comes from, like that's when that's when the video games became violent and it was extreme and it was like like you know it was funny kind of in a way too because it's like okay like this is funny and it's it's you know it's it's making the parents kind of mad and everybody's like going nuts and it's like we need to like go back to that because that is a part of the culture with it and like i don't i'm not a big gore fan but i hope with the when they do the sequel and i hoped in this movie that it would have been more fun you know like i think that you know they they get so worried about it being serious that they forget to have fun with it sometimes and like if they did have fun with it i think it would uh it would help a great deal i think you know that's a really good point you know there's there's an inherent comedy to mortal Kombat, right right. like it is funny and uh, that should be carried over that's i guess kind of the element that was missing in some of this Right. With some of this. We'll, we'll cover that more, but some of it. Before we move on from that point, though, uh, I'd like to compare it to something. Like, I, when I'm saying comedy, too, I'm, like, thinking about, like, like horror comedy. like Or, like, or like Crank with Jason Statham. Or, like, because it's, like, violent, but you're, like, you know, it's funny. You know? It's and like, so over the top that it becomes comical. Right. Like, and I, I'm not saying do that every minute with Mortal Kombat. I'm just saying, like, you need a little bit of that in there. And you need the darkness. Like... It's a little bit of it's a little bit of Evil Dead. It's a little bit of you know uh, Crank. It's just movies like that, like something that's it's dark. Robocop, but, yeah, yeah, Robocop. Robocop's actually a really that's a good reference because it knows when to yeah. go heavy handed on the gore and like it knows when to go heavy handed on the comedy and knows when to mix them, you know. And it's like you can find that median, and it's going to change scene to scene, of course. But that's my take on it. So you're saying Paul Verhoeven should direct the sequel? P- Paul Verhoeven? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, let's get him. What's he doing? Where's he at? What's he doing? Let's go. Where are you at, Paul? Call. Yeah. Paul, if if you want to direct the next movie, comment on this video on YouTube, and I'll I'll send that up the chain. <laughs> we'll we'll make yeah, it happen. We'll Dollar people down at the Mortal Kombat headquarters. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> 
So Cole and his family, they get attacked, right, Josh? This kind of kicks off the the series yeah. of events. Okay, so right before this goes down, there's a scene where, like, Cole notices it's snowing outside, and it's the way he delivers his line, like, he carries that S a little too far. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, it's snowing. It's snowing. It reminds me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when Charlie writes the play and Frank carries the S in boy's soul, so it sounds like boy's hole. Gotta pay the troll toll to get into this boy's hole. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want this baby boy's hole. You gotta pay the troll toll. Stop, 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 stop. All right, uh, not bad. Good rhythm, love the enthusiasm. I feel like you're saying boy's hole, and it's clearly soul and i know artemis you did write soul right I did write soul. so it's boy's soul <laughs> but yeah sub-zero shows up just you know ruining everyone's day Jax shows up rescues him drops a couple f-bombs let you know this ain't your mama's fucking mortal combat <laughs> hell no <laughs> And then we get the fucking cringiest line of dialogue in the entire movie. That it's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. You know, some lines I'm, I'm sure are just written for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck is that thing? Funny that it sound much like thanks for saving my ass. Whatever that was back there, it's after both of us. Look. That's, that's impossible. It's not a birthmark, Cole. <laughs> Means you've been chosen. Chosen? For what? To fight. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little bit of like a chase. Like you can tell uh, Sub-Zero, B-Honda, he's after them. And he wants to kill Cole. He wants to kill all the chosen fighters, all the people with this like birthmark tattoo thing. Yeah, I guess the Elder Gods aren't going to do shit. <laughs> you just fucking kill your opponents before the, the tournament. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, Shang Tsung says, like, yeah, we cheat to win. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Maybe the Knicks should do that in the next fucking basketball game. Agreed. <laughs> Tom Brady did it, you know, so, you know, why not? <laughs> just, kill, just kill your opposition. It's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Basically, where it takes us is uh, a big fight with Sub-Zero and Jax. Jax says, like, all right. Cole, you get out of here, take your family. I'll distract him, see what I can do. And uh, I guess Jax has no idea what the fuck Sub-Zero is about, because that is not a good idea. (laughs) John, did you have uh, any opinions on the fight between Jax and Sub-Zero? Yeah, I I got a little bit of a story here, so I'm going to try to speed through it here. It's fine. With with that part, Jax and Sub-Zero fighting, you know, I'm sitting there waiting for him to get his hands frozen and busted off like if you're if you're i'm a casual mortal Kombat fan like very casual like almost like to the point where you can't even call me a casual fan and i I enjoy it don't get me wrong but like you know like i just don't i don't have as much of a knowledge on it as you guys i don't play as much as you guys i'll restate that you've played a game (laughs) but i know this guy is about to get his arms frosted and busted (laughs) off because that's jacks you know he's he is the famous black character from Mortal Kombat, that's how I identify him. I see him, he walks on, you know, he's jacked, he's got his dog tags, I'm like, that's Jax, you know. I know, he's already introduced at this point, so of course I'm gonna know, but he walks in there to fight Sub-Zero. And I'm like, oh, dude, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there watching it with my buddies, and um, 
I'm like, you know, we're all waiting. We all know it's coming. And he just, you know, he gets his arms blown off. Like, you know, there it is. And I think like uh, a couple of our friends, girlfriends were watching it with us who they didn't happen to be as familiar with it. So they were shocked. You know, they were like the Pikachu meme where they're like just totally <laughs> stunned. Just Pikachu O-facing the whole yeah, time. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we're all laughing, you know. Troll tooing. <laughs> Troll tooing. Oh, my yeah. God. They, they busted his arms off. Oh, my God. Yeah, just like Troll 2. So, <laughs> so anyways, that happened. And uh, last night, th- this happened. This has nothing to do with this. I'm so sorry, except for the fact that last night, my girlfriend went to her friend's bachelorette party, and there was a stripper there. And when we went to pick her up, and my cousin was with her, because they're all friends, and I picked up, you know, my cousin and I'm dropping her off at home and like we're driving, you know, back. My girlfriend, my buddy was with me and we had, you know, he was the one we were watching, you know, Mortal Kombat together like a week before. We're driving home. She's telling us about the stripper and she's like, he had breakaway pants and breakaway underwear. And so we were talking about that and <laughs> we were saying, you know, what if uh, what if he went to like rip off his, his shirt and he just ripped his arms off? <laughs> and they just flew on the floor. And so we were like, we were cracking up about that. We, I don't know why we thought that was so funny. And then we were talking about Jax, you know, relating it back to that. And we're like the, you know, like the, the pants stay on, but the arms come off. I don't know. We were laughing about it. It's dumb. <laughs> the ultimate female fantasy. Yeah. She was just like, you guys are stupid. That's not funny. And, you know, I just, I had to share it with you guys because it just is so fresh in my mind from yesterday and. We were laughing it. pretty hard about it. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think in the fight, they build up to Jax's arm freezing like pretty nice because, uh, you know, your casual viewers like myself and you, John, we are anticipating it. Yep. And there's a couple moments where Sub-Zero like touches Jax's like shoulders and starts to do a little bit of freeze and then like pulls away and you're like, oh, it's coming. It's right. coming. Right, right, and right. they do it and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where Sub-Zero, like, backhand bitch smacks Jax, and you see, like, ice shards coming mm-hmm. off of it. That's pretty fucking cool. It, it was a good fight. I, I gotta say, the fights in this movie, incredible. I'm glad that they got a real team of fighters. Like, the actors are, like, like all, like, you can tell, like, they've all had, like, some kind of training in their life. They're, they avidly do fighting, it seems like, to me anyways, and, like... That was an interesting way to, like, decide to do the movie, and I like that. It's bold. You know, even if, like, you know, it may cost them in other areas, it's bold that they that they did that, you know, and that's something that I appreciated. And and that fight, too, to add, like, him getting his bust, arms bust off, it was done well, even though I knew it was coming, and I liked that, but I, I did not like the arms that he got afterwards. <laughs> we'll get there yeah no <laughs> yeah what was up with that like just to build up to get the the bigger arms you know or the little t-rex arms we'll get we'll talk about that in a moment but i totally agree it's funny that you yeah. mentioned that i had, i was gonna say the same exact thing almost yeah on the fight i think it's in the trailer so like if you've seen the trailer like me you know it's coming but when Jax goes to shoot sub-zero and he like freezes the tip of the gun and like the bullet like while it's firing is fucking epic like that is just such yeah. like, a cool effect mm-hmm. 
I like uh, what's the actor's name? Joe Taslam, the Sub Zero yeah. actor. I like his like head movements uh, as the bullet comes out. It kind of reminds me a little like I don't know alien esque or predator esque. You know, like you mean when he like tilts his head to the side? Yeah, it's such a good artistic. I call that the confused dog look. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, like, when a dog's confused, they do that. <laughs> do they? Yep. They're, like, trying to understand something. It's solid and yeah. has a term. Like, <laughs> your dog's watching you jerk off, and he's like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you get that peanut butter for? <laughs> Is that real peanut butter? <laughs> Can I get some? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you can. But it was oh, peanut God. butter. We get to see more of Outworld as the movie kind of goes on, and we're introduced to more villains. We saw Shang Tsung. We saw Sub-Zero, also called B-Rad. We also get to meet Melina. Now, Josh, Melina, I guess since we're being raunchy here, would you let her suck your dick? (laughs) Okay, so... I actually, believe it or not, I had a conversation with this about my girlfriend. I think I would like... Wait, about your girlfriend or about Melina? <laughs> or with my girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I would totally uh, scary movie two brown bag oh, over the God. head, you know? <laughs> Whatever works, man. That's how that's got to go down. Basically, oh. the whole point of seeing Outworld again is like, all right, we got to kill some of these fighters that have the uh, marking let's send in an assassin which we'll talk about in a moment because uh, Cole decides he needs to participate in this because people are after his family he needs to do whatever he can do with Jax's advice he goes to meet Sonya Blade right and she kind of lives at this compound which I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to be like a I don't know a trailer nuclear test site area Mm. there's a lot of like junk around but we meet Sonya, who is probably my least favorite actor in the movie. This is where we keep all we've learned about the dragon markings. First learned about this seven years ago. Jax and I were on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, the target had superhuman abilities. Tore through our unit in seconds. The target had the same marking you do, Cole. When Jax finally took it down, The dragon marking transferred directly onto his skin. I've spent years trying to figure out what it all means. Seems that throughout history, different cultures all over the world, they reference a great tournament. Look, my research shows that there's realms and species that we didn't even know existed. That dragon marking, it signifies that you've been chosen to fight for Earth. It's an invitation to fight for something known as Mortal Kombat. Did you make that last part up? <laughs> it just kind of sounds like you made it up. I mean, and look, they spelled it wrong. Hey, you listen to me. I think there's another tournament coming. That's why you're here. That is why Jax and I have been tracking you. Because we need to find every last champion before it's too late. And FYI, most of them are dead already. What did, what did you guys think? Did you think Sonya was good, Josh? I thought she was... Uh, if we're going favorites, I, I gotta say Cole's my least favorite. So in terms of that, I think she does a better job than uh, the actor that plays Cole Young. Mm-hmm. Louis Tan is his name. 
Lewis. I think fan, maybe yeah. it's because Sonya, for a lot of her, her opening, is like relegated to being the exposition dump character. And she's got like yeah. all the photos, yeah. you know, like she's, she's like got all the strings going to him and shit. It's all a bunch of fucking Easter eggs, but yeah, it comes across like the 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 clipboard that Charlie has, you know, he's trying to explain Pepe Silva. Yeah, Pepe Silvia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is no Shao Kahn. <laughs> there is no Shao. Kahn. I got boxes full of Shao Kahn. <laughs> we do see some Shao Kahn related stuff, right? Yeah, we see Shao Kahn related stuff, Kotal Kahn related stuff, Night Wolf. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Uh, King Kong. <laughs> King Kong. Uh, A Wrath of Khan. <laughs> A Wrath of Khan on VHS. <laughs> yeah, she's got a VHS copy of it. She didn't have the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Just Easter eggs everywhere. A- Easter eggs everywhere. The worst part, though, is Cole's fucking clunky dialogue where he's like, and look, they spelled it wrong. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, he de- he says that they spelled it wrong. I was like, you know what? I am glad someone said that. I'm not particularly fond of the way he said that, but... <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it oh, makes God. sense that if it's in writing, someone has to say, like, it's spelled wrong, right? Right. It's just like every parent in the 90s. It's not even spelled right. <laughs> What's the origin behind that? Behind the K? Yeah. They just thought it looked cooler. <laughs> oh, really? I saw um, Ed Boon talk about it, and it was like Mortal Kombat was written on paper, like on when they were pitching ideas for the name, and someone wrote a K over the C as a joke. Really? Is what he said. Wow. And they just were like, wow, that looks cool. You know what's funny? We did that with a film of ours in high school that we're actually currently remaking. We uh, we were like, you know what would be really funny? It, the movie was called Normalton, and uh, we were like, what if we put a K on the front of it? <laughs> like I, and I don't know if, like, my friend came up with that, and I think it's it's probably because of Mortal Kombat. I never even thought about it, but... <laughs> like normal with a silent K? Yeah, it's normal that begins with a si- silent K. It's called Normalton because it's the name of the town in the movie, and it's like a kind of like a dystopian future western slash detective thriller. And um, we we were remaking it right now, but not to like hijack this conversation. But when we were remaking it, or like as we are, we were deciding, you know, at the beginning, like, do we keep the K? And we got rid of it. And then like, but I still always accidentally spell it with a K on the front of it on everything. So could still change. You're more like Mark Borchart than I realized. I guess so. <laughs> I I guess I am too. I didn't even know. So you just told it's me It's Coven, just man. It's not Coven. It's Coven. It, it's Coven. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if it's a compliment, but thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. That's what happens, man. It's around this time we get, we get introduced to the real hero of the story, and that's Kano. Fuck yeah. Dude, I love Kano in this movie. Kano is so awesome. He carried the uh, the acting bag on his back. I agree. He was pretty entertaining, yeah. Oh, hello, sunshine. Kano. Kano what? Kano, none of your fucking business. Do I sound Russian to you, you fucking idiot? I think it's remarkable that the character that I least suspected to be my favorite character in the movie did become my favorite character in the movie. Same. Because exactly. Kano was just like nothing. Like... 
Kano was taken out of Mortal Kombat 2. Like, he wasn't in the game because no one played him in the first game. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. like, the fact that they made him cool is awesome. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Apparently, a lot of his dialogue was ad-libbed. Ah. Oh, really? That dude's just a legend like that? Yeah, apparently. I, that's what I read. Where is it? Uh, you got a pen? You want to write this down? Get fucked. You kidnapped me. You tied me up. You threw a knife in my fucking leg on purpose. And then that lizard thing took off half of my face. Lucky for me, you can hardly notice it. <laughs> it was some of the best dialogue in the movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Really. Like, you know, it happens with almost every movie, you know? And, or, like, when you're giving it a good go and you're you're letting your actors play around and, like, that's that's just the way it is. And, like, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the writers will want to kill you for saying it, but, like, a lot of them know it, too, that are honest. You know, some of the best stuff comes from ad-lib like the writers hated uh that uh chris pratt would always like ad-lib better than they could write on parks and recs you know like and they they were <laughs> op- they'd openly talk about it because they were cool you know and they're like hey like you know what we hate this guy because he's he's better than us you know but that's just the <laughs> way it goes sometimes and it's kind of it's good right you know because it helped the movie helped elevate the uh the scenes that he was in for sure you know and again it, it peaked interest but um, I did not like that he didn't have his metal plate on his face. So is he going to get that after this movie, you think? Or If I were to put money on it, I would say yeah. But yeah, that bothered me a lot too. Yeah. I, I thought about that when I first saw him, but I got over it pretty quickly, to be honest. I was like, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, they have Kano. You know, they have mm-hmm. a lot of characters in here. But you know who they didn't have? My favorite character, Art Lean. <laughs> You're Arlene, aren't you? Man, I saw you fight in London. You were great. Thanks. <laughs> Who's Arlene? Oh, I can't recall Arlene. Who is Arlene? Yeah. Oh, man. God. Oh, man. He, uh... Rest in peace. He, does he actually do anything before he, like, gets the shit kicked out of him? No. <laughs> does, no. Yeah, I was gonna say, he did, uh... Got the shit kicked out of him by Goro <laughs> in the original movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gets killed, right? <laughs> Yeah. Johnny Cage yeah. knows who he is. You don't know who he is? He yeah. goes, You're Arlene, right? Yeah, I saw you fight in fucking Vegas or whatever. Arlene. Was he in the new movie? Nah. Oh, no, okay, I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember. Okay, you guys were tripping me out. I'm like, did I, did I do my homework? Enough? No, even if he was, you wouldn't remember him, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Poor Arlene. I think that they should do a, like a whole, like, uh, like a branch off movie just about our I'd know? watch it. <laughs> John. Like let's played make by it. like Will Will Smith. Alright, yeah. We'll just get someone really famous and people will watch it. It'll become the most famous Mortal Kombat character ever. Things that should never be made. Let's do it. Artlene. We'll do a fan film. We'll do a Disney Plus series. We gotta <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta we'll like uh put out like a um GoFundMe about it and like uh Will, if you're listening, talk to us. So I want to say that when I first heard about this movie coming out and I saw the trailer and, you know, before it came out, I was anticipating it to a degree. My one hope for this movie was that they didn't have my favorite character, Reptile, as a CGI monster. Mm. (laughs) That was my one hope. Wasn't it staying in, uh, it was staying in step with the, uh, original, though? At least in the original, though, we got the human version, who, like, it was oh, really fucking yeah. badass. 
Right, and he, but he like didn't he like he morphed back and forth though, didn't he? Was it the second one that he he was animated though, wasn't he? At some point, he was animated. No, he was animated for like the beginning part of the first movie, and then he became like the human form version oh, after okay. he was like unlocked. Right, right, right. In this okay. version, we just get like the lizard monster version. We yeah. don't get the human version. So the, his design is based on the Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance appearance, which is, let me just say, it's everybody's least favorite. Uh, <laughs> so that's the one you go with, obviously. Right. Because it makes sense. It's too bad, really. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fight. You know, this is a fighting movie. It's based on a fighting game. So, of course, there's going to be a fight here, and they, I guess they need someone to be a disposable villain, but... I'm just kind of pissed that they used him, like, because again, he's always been my favorite. When he's like, when he's visible, because he's cloaked a lot of the time, but when he's visible, he looks like a little Godzilla, doesn't he? He, yeah. he looks like a yeah, like a fucking Komodo dragon or some shit like that. He's like Godzuki. Godzuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was kind of like the Geico lizard on steroids. <laughs> Geico lizard's <laughs> pissed. Like you know. He's just there to sell him, like, car insurance and yeah. Kano rips his fucking heart out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I do like that they show that Kano is pretty badass. Because, like, this lizard monster is, like, fucking shit up and is, like, scaring the shit out of Cole and Sonya. And Kano yeah. just, like, once he's freed from his chains, he just, like, boxes it. Like, he just yeah. puts his fist up and, like, goes toe-to-toe with it. He's from Australia, and they, like, they have, the, like, you know, that's like, the, you walk outside and there's stuff like yeah. that. So... They box kangaroos out there. <laughs> you gotta box kangaroos to check your mail, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just another day, you know, like, you know, for an Australian. So. Right. They don't have cars. They just ride giant spiders. <laughs> Shave with fucking razor blades. Yeah. And they eat tires instead of licorice. Right. Yeah, yeah, real <laughs> shit. Oh, man. That's good. <laughs> uh, reptile, huh? So, that's a, yeah, that's a thing. Very disappointing <laughs> for me. But I do like seeing Kano do his fatality. He rips the heart out. Like, that's fucking epic. Like, that was yeah. his fatality in the first Mortal Kombat game. So, that's especially cool. Yeah, uh, did the Kano wins line take anybody out? Because I think I'm okay with it. Kano wins. <laughs> you fucking beauty. I'm okay with it if it's him. Yeah, Yeah. it was on Branford's character, the more that you got to know him. I, that was kind of early on knowing him, but then it was like, now looking back, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, Kano wins. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty good. Make yourself at home. Yeah, I have. Oh, by the way, you be a shit and you're almost out of it. What are you doing? Just working on a Kano graphic novel. I fancy myself a bit of an artist. He's a psychopath. Uh, all the best artists are a little twisted, man. Kano, like, as a, a quick side note, like, this is a total throwaway line, but I love it. Like, the fact that he's illustrating his own graphic novel. Like, why? I don't know. That's like, just, you know, he's just a funny guy like that. <laughs> I remember my yeah. girlfriend asked if that was a thing from the games. I was like, no. no. Kato, like, nobody gives a fuck about Kato, for real. <laughs> it's a nice little character thing, I guess. They, Do you think he ad-libbed that? I, I don't know. 
I doubt it because they they have an insert shot of his drawing. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So then, no, but that, that's funny, you know. I I think that's funny, and that's 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 the kind of RoboCop stuff that I'm talking about from earlier. Like that's we need more of that, you know. Like that's say you know a tough guy. We've all known tough guys, and then you find out like, but they like doing this one thing, and you're like, you do this. It's like that's kind of funny, you know. Like you watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, or like you know, like I don't know, like you like you go fly fishing, or you know, not to knock <laughs> fly fishing, but it's just like it's something that's like off, like it's like how you expect you, you go to fly just... fishing. Only little bitches go fly no, fishing. No, not like that. Like, see, I don't want it to be taken that way. It's like, it's like you're used to like you meet somebody like that, and it's like, oh, okay, like oh, you like to go. You like to go in the outdoors. You like to go lift at the gym. You you eat a lot of protein. Like okay, like like you're a tough guy. Whatever. Like you know you do you know do this or that. You chew tobacco. Uh, oh, you fly fish, and it's like oh, it's it doesn't. You have fit a stamp into collection. Right. Yeah. Oh, you have a stamp collection. Right. It's like oh, it doesn't fit into that. It's funny though, you know. And it's like it's like people, you know, it's how it is in real life. But like in a movie. You never see like everything contextualized like that all the time. Like so, when you do, it's a good treat, I think. And I like, I For love sure. that. I well love said. that part. I love that part. They need, they need more of that. They, that's what I want more of personally. So Kano joins our group of heroes. They make their way to Raiden's temple. They decide they got to meet up with the other chosen people. Which, by the way, Sonya is not one of. She doesn't have the marking, but she's going anyway. <laughs> they go to Raiden's temple. On the way, they meet Liu Kang, who is not the main character of this movie like he was the original. Josh, do you think he would have been a better fit as the main? Oh, that is a hard question. Would I have preferred Liu Kang to be the main character? Yes. This, does this actor have the chops to pull that off? I don't know. He's not given a lot to do, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> I think he's fine as Liu Kang. I got... I've heard other people complain about him. I thought he was all right. I didn't watch Power Rangers. Is he is he good in that? I haven't seen that one that he's on. He's on like. Uh... Well, I think he's in the movie, right? No, the nineties. Oh, no, 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 the been like reboot. 10. Oh no, 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 the reboot. Oh, I, I don't remember. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I th- yeah, he's a Power Ranger somewhere. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. The newer one, maybe. But uh, he's got fireball. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Kano's little line as Liu Kang's approaching, uh, calls him MC Hammer. That is so good. I That's love that. That's so good. <laughs> and it's so quick. It's like abrupt because he's immediately hit with a fireball, which is like, you, you, I love those quick jokes that like I'm proud of myself for getting, you know, like before like the movie has moved on. I don't really like it when a movie hangs on a joke. Yeah, look mm-hmm. like, look how clever this is. You made a pop culture reference. Yeah. Right, exactly. Luke Hang's fireball thing. So he takes him to the temple and he says, I'm going to start training you guys. And this is where we start to understand like what they're trying to do in terms of preparedness for the upcoming Mortal Kombat tournament, which John said never happens. Um, but <laughs> the point is they need to discover their inner power, right? If you have the marking, the birthmark that Cole calls it, but if you have that dragon symbol marking, then you can unlock an inner power. It's not a birthmark, Cole. Oh, right. (laughs) But I guess this brings up a whole nother conversation because this is something that, like, I didn't get about the first movie and I kind of wanted. Because, like, we see Johnny Cage, Sonya, and Liu Kang in the 90s movie, right? They can't do any, like, powers. So, like, how are they supposed to stand a chance to people like Sub-Zero or Scorpion? You know what I mean? Like, 
Luke Kang does a fireball at the end, but he never does it in the next movie. So it's like, what happened with that? At least in this mm. movie, there's like a reason. I can answer that very quickly. You need a bucket of water to defeat Sub-Zero. Two, you need a spear and shield to defeat Scorpion. Okay. Next question. And then you do a friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to give him an autograph. I like a lot of the second act of this movie, the training stuff is like, you need to unlock your inner power, right? So that's what they're doing at Raiden's temple here. And I guess we can uh, introduce some of the other people that we meet. John, you mentioned that Jax is alive, even though he was seemingly dead. And yes. uh, he's getting treatment, I guess, at Raiden's Temple, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to have to be painfully honest, and you may never ask me to be on here again. So I may or may not have taken an edible about halfway through the film <laughs> to enhance my experience of Mortal Kombat. Did it work? It really worked well, and uh, hypothetically. I don't know. I remember him waking up and punching some shit with his new hands. I remember T-Rex arms. Kind of became a fever dream at that point. <laughs> oh boy, really. But Perfectly suitable for this movie, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah I didn't know, if, you know what, was, what was real and what wasn't. <laughs> I assure you, him having little tiny baby robot arms is real. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, Liu Kang is like... We're searching all the realms to give him the best treatment possible. So they can do robot arms. This is the best you can But they can only do weak-ass pussy robot arms. <laughs> it's like held together with like shoestring and bubble gum, a little bit of peanut butter. Yeah. There's got to be a realm where they could like grow his arms back. <laughs> like, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I guess like if they didn't find one, they didn't find one, but... I mean, if he's going to all these realms, like, somebody's got to have some kind of magic. I don't know. There's no Wakanda realm. There's no Wakanda realm, and there's no, there's no like, uh, Ray, Ray Force heal, you know, realm, I guess, either. Yeah, that's what they should have done. They should have just, like, you know, went to the Star Wars realm. Josh, we, we get to meet Raiden as well. There's kind of a lot of characters in this movie, but yeah. I think that's perfectly expected in a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, but what did you think about Raiden? He's one of many Raidens we've had in movies. He's there. He doesn't do a whole lot. He's no Christopher Lambert. I'll give you that. But I don't. I don't think he's as bad as uh, James Ramar. Can I ask you a question? Did you like Christopher Lambert as Raiden? Oh, I love Christopher Lambert as Raiden. He's probably like the best thing in that whole movie. <laughs> Christopher Lambert as Raiden. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. He's definitively Ra Raiden because of like, because he was first, right, in the movies. But like, I wonder about that sometimes. Like, because when I think of Raiden, and when I remember like, I was like seven when the movie came out, I think, or maybe I was six. But I remember watching it then and being like, wait, Raiden's like this white guy? Like, <laughs> and he cracker? was like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't use such language, but uh, I like Christopher Lambert. Like, I like him. He's he's good. Highlander is amazing, you know, but there's just something. I don't know what it was. I just like, when I was a kid, even I was like, I don't know if that fits. And like, even now I'm like, I, I know he did a good job, you know, and like. 
it's it's almost like on brand to be like that movie like was mismatched but like there's something now that like i appreciated getting like a like an asian actor's rate and i really did i i wouldn't have picked who they picked but i would have liked to have seen like chow young fat or like i don't know somebody who's like a little older to play him but it, it was it was good you know and like i don't know christopher lambert i just i I always think of that clip of Christopher Lambert. I think it's like, it's one of the first times you see him and he like, he looks up like from his hat, you know, in the movie. And I just, it makes me laugh so hard. I don't know why. I love that. You love it? I'm sorry. I I don't know why. It just always cracked me up. I know exactly which part. He says, The great tournament was too much responsibility. But vengeance. That's so much simpler. Yeah, and he and he looks up and I'm like, this guy, you know? It's like I don't know, I don't know. It was just seven year old me wasn't amused and it just it ran down the line. So like seeing seeing an Asian actor doing it, he was a little stale with his delivery. I, I recall like, but I was happy to see him, you know. And I, I I hope that you know they can expand upon it in the next one, you know. And yeah, his line delivery is a little clunky. Lord Raiden, why couldn't you save him? Elder gods have forbidden from engaging in one realm with war against another. It is my job to protect Earth realm, but I cannot save every soul within it. It is like maybe they can recast him as Chalyan Fat, you know, or or somebody I mean, else. I guess <laughs> I kind of agree with Josh. Like he's not. He's definitely not Christopher Lambert for me, who I love and I think yeah. is hilarious as Raiden. But right. that must be it. I just think he's funny. Yeah, but. He is, I guess, better than James Remar cosplaying as Raiden or whatever yeah. the fuck that was. Like, This is not about blame. We're together in this. Each of us must help and support the others, like a family. What's the deal with your arms? I've known you one minute, and you dissing me already? I mean no disrespect. You have real skills. But those arms are not your strength, they're your weakness. Yeah, well, thanks for the tip. Yeah. It's a new look. Oh, God. <laughs> What if I know, like you know, they were they were on a budget year probably, but like Jet Li is a Raiden. I'd, li- I'd like I'd like something it. like that. Yeah, I'd be in for that. Yeah, that's what I always wanted from like that character. Got to shoot him at a very like Tom Cruise angle to make him look taller. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, they're all running past, and it's just like that. You just see his hat. <laughs> it's like a child. <laughs> you see like yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the point point of his hat as he runs by. That'd be good. Now, Ra- Raiden's, I guess, like, you asked me earlier who my favorite is, and I think it's Raiden, because, like, that I get, gave a shit so much, you know, about that, and I don't know. He's just, he's cool. He's like, the, he's the Gandalf of Mortal Kombat, you know, so. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Raiden's, like, the guy that's in charge of all our heroes, where Shang Tsung is the guy that's in charge of all the villains. Right. And Shang Tsung does show up, and... He brings in some of his villains, and they kind of start some shit, but uh, Kung Lao comes to the rescue. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's oh. another hero, and I think he is fucking amazing in this. Amazing. Like, oh, he's so good. Yeah. Dude, he's perfect. Uh-huh. Josh, Kung Lao in the games, is he like like this? He's Liu Kang's cousin or whatever? Uh, in the games, they're, they're just friends. Uh, it's, it got retconned to be cousins for the fourth game, uh, but then they retconned it back in the fifth game to where they're just friends again. 
Okay, it's an like old saber tooth Wolverine situation. <laughs> they're brothers. They're not brothers. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're not <laughs> brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes and right. no. They're just more or less just good friends, but I, I don't mind them making them cousins. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. It, it, you know, it gives us a little bit of a connection between them. Uh, Kung Lao, his inner power is his hat. Does that make sense to anyone? Like, did when he unlocked his power, did a hat like form on his head? I, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. It's like how Cole Young forms his little tonfas later. It's like Kung Lao's hat forming on top of his head, like <laughs> yeah. magical. Like a hat just showed up. I like how Kano makes fun of it. He's like, when I get powers, I hope it's not something shit like a hat. <laughs> like a frisbee hat, yeah. <laughs> dude, Kung Lao is so cool, though, dude. guys. Come on, that's like a badass power. I love Kung Lao. Guys, no, guys, it is. It's so good. Like, I, I feel like it go. That's to me is like something that's very on brand of Eastern culture, and like and like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. Like it reminds me of like you'd meet a character who could do that and like in Dragon Ball maybe more not like Dragon Ball Z but Dragon Ball and like yeah, I, yeah, and I, I I love that I love it I think it's like it's so cool it's you know and then you got like like Kung Fu Hustle you know as a comedy but like you get when you have like characters like that oh man. I think that's so cool. When I was a kid, I might have thought it was, I don't remember that it was tackier, but I always liked his, like, character design. It's its its a look, you know? It's, it's very much a look. I like that he's kind of, you know, he's just there to be a badass, you know, But and, and it's okay, you know? And throw, throw some Frisbee hats around at people. I like that a lot. It works. It's cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's so many characters in this movie, but you know who they didn't have? My favorite character. Sawada. 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 Kono. Yes? A single boat against everything he's got? The pilot would have to be out of his mind. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say, like, the tiger roar guy that fought Luke <laughs> You know who they didn't have? Lion roar guy. <laughs> Lion-O. Lion-O from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That would have been tight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I love Kung Lao. Like, Kung Lao and Liu Kang, they start training these guys. And Kung Lao, like, his training bits with Cole are especially good, right? Like, yeah. that is just some good, like, hand-to-hand combat shit when they're in their little ring and they're fighting each other. Like, this dude is good. God, I, I get so giddy every time Kung Lao throws his hat. It's oh, so good to see it in live action. Was he he hadn't been in any of the other movies, had he? Or, or was he in the second one? Nah, uh, no. No. He's the main character of the live action Mortal Kombat show, Mortal Kombat Conquest. Is that the one you sent me a clip of, Josh? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Some solid, solid cinema. <laughs> when is that? When is that from? I think it ran from 97 to 98 or 98 to 99. It only lasted one season, and one season's all you need. It's like a firefly, all right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I am sure it'll live up to the firefly fandom. (laughs) So training, right? So everyone's getting trained from... Liu Kang and Kung Lao, those are the only two that have unlocked their inner power, their arcana, or whatever it's called. 
Kano trains with Liu Kang and like <laughs> you, they just wipe the floor with him like he gets sweep kicked and he like gets up and he gets sweep kicked again and he just I keeps getting sweep kicked. It's like it's funny because it's almost like a game reference because you know someone would always do that in a game like they would just keep mm-hmm. doing the same move. Apparently yeah. that is, uh, the director insisted they put that bit in because that would happen to him in the game. Okay, he's oh. like, is that the only movie? No. <laughs> right, you know who hasn't it happened to? It's highly relatable. Or I remember, like, when Mortal Kombat was new, new, it was, like, the first fighting game where you could, like, punch the way you punched in Mortal Kombat, where it was a continuous motion. Any other fighting game, like Street Fighter, like, a punch, you, it was, like, a forward and back motion. But in Mortal Kombat, it was, like, continual with both arms. I remember some people would just hold down the punch. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend played a couple of the older games like a week or two ago, and it's mostly how we got through the ladder. Just keep tapping that punch button. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Kung Lao is, again, trying with Liu Kang to help them unlock their inner power, and I think they kind of realize that through their training isn't going to work with Kano. Like, they have to get him fired up. So at dinner, they just, like, start, like, what do you, how would you say, like, trolling him? Yeah, they, they bully him into having powers. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kung Lao's line. He says, um, terrible <laughs> fighter, zero skill. <laughs> Maybe you should lay off the egg rolls. Seeing how you wouldn't be ready to fight if you had a hundred days to train. I'll dump it down for you. Fat, lazy pig. What did you say? Terrible fighter. Zero skill. You got a death wish, mate. Combat takes intelligence. But you, you're like a dog. A dog who fails his training classes. Well, how about I take that stupid fucking sombrero you wear and shove it so far up your ass you start speaking Spanish? How does that sound? You can try. I just fucking might. Oh, God, yeah. That's some really good Kano banter. I, I knew the setup when Luke Kang said you should be on your knees before this, man. I was like, oh, God. You don't set up Kano for a knees-on-your-knees kind of pun. And he's Sure enough, he's like, get on your knees and suck my sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking here we go. You're like an aggressive little bunny. Soft and useless, angry, mentally, physically. You should be on your knees before this man. I had a better idea. How about you two get on your knees and take turns sucking my sack? Do you have any fucking idea who you're talking to? I'm wanted in over 35 countries for shit you fucking ballerinas couldn't even imagine. You're angry. Oh, fucking nothing gets by you, does it? <laughs> the balls on this guy too like he they've just been whooping his ass all day they can shoot fireballs they got a captain america shield hat and he's still talking shit to him let me educate you motherfucker i'm kano i'm the black fucking dragon and who are you two huh you some fucking cave dweller here be twirling his anal beads taking orders from this wushu wanker who wears a hubcap as a helmet now sit down shut up and pass me a fucking intro! Oh. 
That was it, wasn't it? You all saw that. <laughs> ah, laser beam! Better than fireballs, you pussy! <laughs> uh, but Kano does level up. He unlocks the laser eye power-up, which is uh, pretty fucking awesome. In terms of, like, the powers that they get, like, Kano's would be one that you'd want, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I would be confused why lasers didn't shoot out of both of my eyes. Yeah, hmm. I agree. I'd be like, why, why is it just the one? Like, why isn't it a Cyclops situation? Yeah. Why do I, why do I not have Superman vision? Good point. No idea, though. Cole can't unlock his powers, right? He... He gets sent home, like, <laughs> which is kind of like pathetic. Like, they Ugh. they whoop his ass over and over, yeah. and he just can't do it, so he goes home. The Charlie Brown music kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just sinks his head down and just kind of trots home. And this is around the time when uh, Shang Tsung sends our villains after them and says, "All right, like I got a plan. We're gonna take down Raiden's shield. We're gonna convert Kano to our side." They kind of get the wheels in motion for the third act. And uh, I guess we should talk about Outworld a little bit, because like we see more of that Mortal Kombat Annihilation Outworld, and we see more villains show yeah. up, right? Because we already saw uh, Melina, and we saw Sub-Zero. Uh, now we get to see Natara, Cabal, Rico, and Goro's Shadow. Right? They're setting up Goro, because you know that's going to be an awesome effect, so they got to build it up, right? God. All right. So, did I? I, I know these characters, but I do, they don't do anything with them. I don't really care about them. That's fine, because they're characters like Natara and Reiko. But they do make a. Mention. I guess Natara is no one's favorite character. I'm guessing I've no well, idea. Well, it's weird. All of a sudden, everybody on the internet's the biggest Natara fan. Who would have thought? Oh, okay. How are they gonna do Natara like that? Shut up. It's like shut up. You've never even played her. Yeah, exactly. She's not. She's, shut up. Uh, but they do make a mention or emphasize that Reiko is supposed to be a general. And I don't want to get too far ahead, but when he tries to fight Jax, he like, I don't see this guy like commanding armies or leading assaults or strategizing. He's just like big, scary, screaming guy with hammer. He is like just like your big goon villain, like stereotype, right? Yeah, he, he's the big fat gentleman, a big fat Asian gentleman from Three Ninjas. Oh, yeah, that guy has a name, but it, yeah, it's only like in the credits. I know who you're talking about, though. So Natara, uh, Rico, who I know him because I played Mortal Kombat 4. That was the first game he was in. Uh, I tried to get good with him, but he's just not very good. But what about Cabal, Josh? What's his deal? Uh, so in the games, uh, he's burned and has to wear that mask to kind of keep him alive. But <laughs> what is this WWF? He's Kane. Yeah, he's, he's the Kane of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, but here he's already got the the breathing respirator, and then he gets burned later. So I, it's a little confusing. I don't know, but he has a mask and he's fast guy. He has a mask and he's fast and he has a funny voice. He's got a very like New Jersey kind of accent. I, I don't know. I can't quite place it. I think I can help. Did you see a guy down there? Complete fucking asshole. Answers to Kano. Kano. 
Yeah, he's the reason I live in an iron lung. He's a low-life piece of shit scumbag. You're gonna love him. He doesn't sound like you think he would sound. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the latest iteration of Cabal from Mortal Kombat 11. I think that's what oh, they went okay. or took a lot of inspiration. Yeah, I kind of thought from. he would sound like Bane or something, you know? Oh no. Like, He'd have like this crazy voice to go with his crazy look, but he's like, Hey, I'm walking here, Kano. Later. Yeah, he's, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> you want me to fight in Mortal Kombat? Forget about it. <laughs> hey, fatality. So there I was. She was sucking my dick, see? He's just, you know, just chilling around cabaling, you know? I guess. Cabal's, he seems like with his power, like he'd be unbeatable. He is until he isn't. Yeah, I guess. Like, fortunately, he is ambushed near some quicksand later on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, Cabal gets Kano to change sides. They drop the force field, and we get some big fights. John, of all the big fights that kind of go on at the same time around this area, what, which one would you like to talk about? All right. So, about this time, I'm tripping face. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know, Sonya from Goro. <laughs> they both have ponytails, that's yeah, all I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, they both have big pectoral <laughs> muscles. But the uh, but Goro, Goro looked amazing. He looked amazing. I hated Goro. You hated him? I hated the way he looked. You Why? Because he was just your, like, CGI creature, like that okay. I've seen so many times in so many movies. It, yeah, the CGI. I don't know. I didn't mind the design with like the um, like he had. I remember he had like the furry shoulders, kind of, and like the uh, shoulder pad and everything. And um, mm. yeah, but to to note on any of those fights, I would be like absolutely lying to you. Do do you? <laughs> but I have. But I have a question. Like I'd be lying to you if I told you that I could remember them. Do you like Goro from the original better than this Goro? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. He was spooky looking, like the original and like the practical effects and everything. Like I love it. And the animatronics and you know, it was like a it was like a crazy amalgamation that they did at the yeah. uh with the, using an actor with an animatronic on top of the actor. Yes. You know, like it, it was like wild. But I get I get where you're coming from where you say that he does look generic because he, he did, but I was also like he's pretty damn big and I, I, I liked that I liked that he was like overwhelmingly big I was like that's kind of cool like they did they okay. made him I know he's like Hulk size and like we're so used to seeing that shit now but on the other hand it was like all I had to go on was I mean you have the video games for sure and I I've played the like the more recent video games like even though I haven't owned them and they were fun and the uh, character designs and some of those are amazing and Goro looks good in a lot of those but because a lot of it with me I was comparing the uh the original you know to this as I'm watching it and I'm like expecting him to like be like kind of like well they're gonna do it like they did it before is he gonna be animated what's it gonna be like and he comes out and he's animated but he was big and I was like oh I like that like I focused on that part of it I was like you know that's kind of okay that's kind of neat because just I, maybe maybe for me it's like I was comparing it to the, how big the the last Goro was. He was big. They made him seem big, and it was like freakishly big. But now he was like overwhelmingly big, and it was like, oh fuck, how are you, how are they gonna beat this guy? That's that's the good takeaway that I have on it, you know. 
It would definitely be daunting to have to face that as your opponent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Sure. Especially if you lost a regular cage fight in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, for real. Yeah, and because, uh, yeah, because everybody's favorite character fights him. So, can you tell me about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'm love sorry. to. Okay. Yeah, Goro shows up at, at Cole's house, and Cole has to fight him, and he tries to, like, trick him during the fight he tries to like set up a mirror to like <laughs> to make goro think he's in a, the wrong place but goro just like starts breaking through walls he's super shreddering the place he's taking down pillars oh yeah cole okay. can't do shit yeah poor cole. and uh I, I think when cole's family is in jeopardy that's when he's able to unlock his inner power right josh okay so I hate everything about this scene. <laughs> every, every bit of it. Every second of every frame. I hate it. Well, every frame is so dense. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to see Goro in a farmhouse setting. It's something I don't, I'm not rooting for as a fan. With like a straw hat? Like, yeah. like milking a cow? No, milking two cows. It's all the arms. I feel like, all right, so Goro's supposed to be, like, motherfucking champion of Mortal Kombat, the undefeated fucking champion of Mortal Kombat, and killing some little bitch that lost an MMA fight is a little bit beneath him. And not only that, they, they, they just, they completely massacre my boy here. Fucking Cole activates, I, I, I thought of Scott Pilgrim, when his family gets in peril and all of a sudden his fucking armor kicks in, I thought of, uh, Cole Young learned the power of love. And then fucking, uh, <laughs> what is armor activated? I was like, oh God, it's like, it's, it's literal plot armor. <laughs> That's good. It's so funny that his power is a gold shirt. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, oh, you got yeah. fucking ripped. Dude. It's like, yeah, you'll even get a, a helmet or a mask. It stops at the collarbone. <laughs> Somebody rip his head <laughs> off and he's just done. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like spawn armor or something. Like he can shape it. But what like, the they fuck don't is really this, right? tell us much about it. Some Black Panther armor. And then he gets like magic tonfas. Okay. Something that has nothing to do with like MMA. So his weapons that he gets, I thought they were like police bats and I thought he was going to be striker. I thought at the end, like Raiden was going to be like, hey kid, you sure are a striker. And then like, we'd be like, oh, okay, he's striker. That's who this guy is. Because <laughs> kind of the whole movie, I was waiting for them to tell me like who he is. And he's just Cole. He's just, you know. He's just Cole, man. He's just a regular guy. Just a regular guy, just like you and me, you know? He does have a lineage, but like oh, he's not God. an existing character, I guess is what I meant. Um, so that's Cole. He he must have the sharpest blades ever because the lightest touch just cuts Goro open, like <laughs> just spills out all his guts, right? It's made out of CGI, like fucking Play-Doh or some shit. Here's the thing. Goro is holding him and about to rip out his spine, about to like pull his head off completely. And I'm like, okay, like, Cole must be really strong to not be pulled apart yet. But when Cole cuts Goro open, just clean slice, done. Like, cuts his hand right off. It's just, like, too easy. God, it's... Oh, oh man. That's what happens? <laughs> <laughs> 
Shit. I didn't yeah, know while that. you were having your like ketamine trip, <laughs> Goro was getting so nice stuff. <laughs> ketamine trip. <laughs> the thing with Cole, it was very something that they did back in like the eighties and the nineties that I thought we had gotten rid of that we don't need anymore in movies. He was like a surrogate, right? Like he's a surrogate for like regular dudes to relate to in Mortal Kombat. But why the hell do we need that? We don't. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to be like, yeah, I also care about my family. You know, I would do anything to protect them. (laughs) It's so relatable. I have a family. I care about them. I have no personality. (laughs) May, may May I ask something about that? I want to ask you guys something like what like what old executive just like crawled out of his crypt and was like you know what we need we need an everyman and today the everyman is an mma fighter and he's like and and the and the kids will really relate to this and it's like i bet you mma fighters are watching it and they're like this is horrible you know like why and he can't even like the one mma fight you see him and he can't he can't hack it even and he's and he's just sparring you know but it's like, come on, you know? Yeah, his big power is, like, he gets his ass kicked. It's like Homer. <laughs> yeah, and then he, and then the gold shirt. I remember the gold shirt. I remember when that happened, and I remember his, uh, his, his, what is the correct word for those? It's like batons. They're, um. Oh, uh, tonfas. You, you said it. Pompas with a P? Uh, yeah, like, uh, as in T-Rex, as in oh, okay. T-Rex arms. Tonfas, okay. Tauntauns. Tauntauns. Ta- yeah, it's a tauntaun. <laughs> Your tampas will freeze before you reach the first marker. J- Jack said, then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sub-Zero will freeze him. Yeah, for real. But, like, I remember seeing the gold shirt and just being like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, like, because I could even, whatever headspace I was in, I can still, I know when I'm watching something that's not right, you know, and I'm like, I really hope that they that they do something better in the next one because this to me it it was Mortal Kombat light. Yeah, just get rid of Cole in the next one. You don't need him. They'll probably kill him. God, if they kill him like Johnny Cage at the beginning of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, right. how fucking awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty great. Everybody cheers. <laughs> Even the good guys. Sonya's like, Sonya's in slow mo going, Cole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they need, a, they need a little course correction for sure. So. So there's more fights going on though. There's also uh, Natara v. Kung Lao, which is pretty cool because she shows up, she thinks she's like badass, you know? Shang Tsung keeps talking about how hot she is. He's like, isn't she fucking hot? Like, look at this chick. I fuck that. Yeah, no. It's like, we get it, Shang. Like, keep it in Outworld, bro. Like, this is not... <laughs> we get it. You put your dick in that thing for some reason, but... So she shows up, and K- Kung Lao actually does flawless victory her with a fatality, which he says flawless victory, and I'm like, finally, they got it right. Yeah. Because in the first Mortal Kombat movie, every time they say flawless victory, it's like a regular fight. It's some horse shit. So he does actually flawless victory her. I love the brutality of it when he fucking has the hat going on like a saw. 
and he just like splits her right in twain. I love it. It's a yeah. reference to one of his fatalities from the game. Okay. Yeah, nice that little works. touch. Nice little touch. That's cool. He does get killed though, but at least he goes out in style because he got that one fatality, right? Uh, would you call it style? <laughs> I mean, he gets a big moment before getting killed, which I appreciate. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been like he never really yeah, got to shine. Right. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that he did at least get to shine. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to die. Like, yeah, honestly, he was one of my favorites of the bunch. I was thinking, like, kill Sonya, kill Jax. Fuck it, even kill Liu Kang. Kill Cole, man. I'm, I'm kill rooting Cole. for it. Well, I was hoping that when he was in the cage fight, when he was getting, like, choked out. I was like, just kill him. <laughs> just finish it here. Finish him. So I was like over that at that point. Somebody pointed this out. Like, what if Cole had gotten in like a, a fatal car accident? Did who like did would a drunk driver technically get that jacket tattoo? <laughs> yeah, it would have been like the drunken master if he unlocked his power. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh god. So Melina fights Sonya. I mean it's it's pretty quick. Sonya doesn't really stand a chance, but Josh could you just like quickly tell us what Melina's story is like in terms of her lore? Okay, so Melina is the clone of Katana. Wait, wait, wait. What does Katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> anyway, go on. Okay, so uh, Melina is the clone of Katana who has... A little bit of Katana's DNA and a little bit of Baraka's race's DNA. So she's got the the gnarly teeth and shit. And she was created to be a more loyal Katana because I guess Shao Kahn knew Katana would eventually join the good guys. I don't know. Okay. So that's her history. They don't really touch on that in the movie, but there's no real need to, right? She's just kind of like one of the muscle henchmen. I, I expected Sonya to start fighting with her and being like, Katana? And Melina being like, You wish. Oh, God. No, thank God that's not here. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded seeing, though, some of, like, the Cyrax or Sector or one of those guys. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have minded that. At least a mention. But I'm sure we'll see them in a future movie. Also, Jax fights Rico. Rico, they call him. Yeah, the the memorable character of Reiko. Yeah, he's the guy with the hammer. Anyway, they lose. <laughs> when they do lose, Josh, there is a moment that has been talked about a lot. Uh, it seems to be like the meme of the movie. He's about to get his soul sucked. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so being an editor... I look for shit like this, and I notice the dialogue, he's about to get his soul sucked, and I, I just, in my head, I bleeped out the word soul, so I just... He's about to get his sucked. <laughs> and then... Okay, so backing up, Raiden decides to teleport Cole there for some reason, just to teleport them all away. And it's only because Cole was there that Sub-Zero tries to kill him, which leads to Kung Lao's death. It's a little convoluted. Yeah. Uh. They needed a way to make that work, and they're like, uh, 
just kind of do it real quick, you know? Maybe Raiden tells him, teleports him back for like 30 seconds before he plans to teleport him all the way again. Like, why do you need that? He just like brought him out to be like, yo, check out my boy. All right, we out. Peace. I guess we do have to have Shang Tsung doing something in the movie, right? Other than sitting on a throne. Yeah. <laughs> so Dodging a hat. He does have to do his signature thing of taking someone's soul eventually. Again, I really would have preferred that it was not Kung Lao because he was like clearly like the best one. But whatever. He'll probably come <sighs> back, you know. I feel like in yeah. a movie like this, or in like, you know how it is in comics, like, no one really dies. I'm sure that's the same in Mortal Kombat lore, right? Like, canonically, a character probably dies and comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Pick your poise on how they come back. Retcon, uh, fucking, they've, everybody's come back. To, Magic? For whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, and nobody does shit either. There's like three people right next to Kung Lao that all could have done, I don't know, something, anything. They don't want to step in and get their dick sucked. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it depends on my, who it is. <clears throat> the roster wasn't looking so great. Yeah, they got Molina, Shang Tsung, Rico. Yeah. <laughs> who who would you pick? I'm telling you guys, you guys just brown bag Molina, scary yeah, movie 2 style. If she tried to give you a blowjob, you'd be in trouble. Because it'd be all teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, so Jack struggles to lift a rock. Oh yeah, I guess that gives him his power. So what is his power, Josh? Better arms? I don't know. (laughs) What the fuck happened there? Like, it's like some people have like fireballs and other people have like technology. These superpowers (laughs) are wildly inconsistent. My superpower is a really nice iPhone. (laughs) <laughs> his superpower is uh, his his pants stay on, but the arms come off. That's a good point. No, but tag. like, what what if he didn't have metal arms? Right? What would his power have been? Like his like he would have had better like teeth fillings. Like they would have self corrected. Like <laughs> what technology on his body would be repaired? Like he'd get LASIK. <laughs> they also give him laser vision. They're like, We're, we've got very limited options here. <laughs> but uh, all our heroes they kind of form together and they say alright so we gotta take out these our villain fighters kind of one on one and uh, I guess that will give them a better advantage because they're tired of getting ambushed so what's the plan we need to fight smarter we need to control the fight how I mean they're better trained and better prepared plus they don't mind breaking the rules We need to split them up. Lord Raiden, can you send anyone anywhere? Well, they don't want a tournament. Let's give them one. But let's do it our way. Thanks, Cole. It's fun. It's like not a tournament, though. Like, it's that's not what a tournament is. <laughs> Someone's got to tell them. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm just referring to, like, the buildup of the actual movie being a tournament. Like, it never does happen, just like John said. But, again... Next movie, probably. It's like how I used to feel when I would watch the early X-Men movies. Uh Like, I was always waiting for them to become the X-Men. And it's always like, at the end of the movie, it's like, next time, we're going to be the X-Men. We're going to fight together as X-Men. And it's like, when does it happen? Right. The the best is when Cole is, like, giving out battle fucking plans, like, battle strategies, and he tells Sonya, okay, I know you can kick his ass, 
But now he's got a laser. So look out for that. <laughs> like, oh, oh, thanks. Like, I didn't right. fucking notice. Forgot about the fucking laser. <laughs> great, great wisdom from Cole. I mean, Sonya's plan is, I, I guess, like, recreate Home Alone shot for shot. Like... <laughs> <laughs> What if she had a bunch of, like, Home Alone salad traps, like, Kato goes to, like, reach for a doorknob, and it's, like, comical Joe Pesci, like, <laughs> Like, burns his hand. <laughs> he, like, walks in, like, a flamethrower, hits him on top of his head, he's like, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, like, it, right? She's, like, hiding and, like, does, like, the little traps. She sets out the micro machines or whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah, that, they're doing it. Cause Sonya's like, I'm up here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, she kills Kano. Um, John, do you remember any of the other fights? Were you like in another dimension or what? Were you in Outworld? Yeah, I was in. I was like, I was thought I was in Mortal Kombat, but I wasn't absorbing. Tripping out harder Kombat. than Luke Kang learning his animality. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I was learning mine. It was uh, my animality was uh, uh being a couch. <laughs> Like becoming part of the couch. No, I I don't remember Kano dying. I forgot that Kung Lao died till you reminded me. Now I'm really upset about it. What else? I don't remember Goro getting killed. I remember the gold shirt. The golden disco shirt. I remember I remember Cole's family, like them being there. I remember Goro running through the barn actually after you guys mentioned that. Cause I remember being like, wait, how did they get here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that wasn't just you. Yeah. yeah okay. Thank you. A lot oh, of that's good. It makes makes me feel a lot better because I, I, I knew they were in um, they were in the other dimension, and then they all of a sudden were they were back on Earth, and I was like, oh, okay, or Earth Two or wherever the hell they were, but um, <laughs> Barn World. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just yeah, uh, sh- shamefully, no. I to answer your question, no, I don't. I just had a funny thought, like Sonya, like when Kano's about to show up and she's doing her traps, she's like, this is my realm. I have to protect it. Oh, God. (laughs) She breaks out a tarantula. Anyway, uh, Sonya, when she defeats Kano, she gets the marking, right? Liu Kang faces Cabal again. I remember that. uh, Yeah, she becomes the girl with the dragon tattoo. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) not bad. Not bad. Hey, I got zingers all day, people. <laughs> nice. The way she can do lasers is, like, way better, too. <laughs> she just shows up out of nowhere in, like, literally 360 no-scopes. Melina to death in one <laughs> shot. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, her laser is, like, way... It's, like, it's like thicker, you know? You can, like, just, like, take out someone with one hit. So, if you kill oh, man. multiple people in Mortal Kombat with those... Do you get multiple tattoos? Yeah, do you get, like, uh, like where are they, like, maybe, you know, maybe they aren't all in the same place. Maybe they're getting them on their ass. You know, that's how you oh. see them. They're on their leg. I got three on my dick, man. It's like Jet Li's, like, the one. Yeah, he just, like, keeps getting, like, dragon tattoos everywhere to the point where it looks like a rash. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why Cabal, like, he's just got a bunch on his face. Got it on his Cabal sack. He's killed so many, he, he looks like he has poison ivy. So, it, yeah, it's a little Highlander-esque, right? Yeah. It's funny, because Christopher Lambert isn't in this one. <laughs> yeah. 
Josh, did you did you like Liu Kang's animality, his like finisher with the <laughs> dragon fire? Oh god, it was such a better effect than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, let me tell you. Dude, I think it was good. Yeah. Uh I I really liked his fight with Cabal, uh, in all sincerity. Uh I thought the bicycle kick looked fantastic, as well as the fatality. <laughs> did anybody notice what after he kills Cabal though, he's like fatality for Kung Lao. For, uh, to the guy that didn't kill Kung Lao. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what a mistake. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll figure it out next movie. Uh. <laughs> He's so confused. <laughs> like, wait a minute, that guy killed Kung Lao, right? Be like, no, bro. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, that guy did kill Kung Lao, right? He's <laughs> like, I could only do one dragon. I fucking wasted the dragon. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh god what about Rico he gets his head smashed Ooh. so they, they fight on, on the Mortal Kombat level the pit but they don't use the pit fatality why Fucking what a waste, waste. What's, what and dude this is what I'm talking about these fights in particular look like Mortal Kombat Annihilation don't they mm. like the set like where they are like that green screen whatever they put up it looks like Mortal Kombat Annihilation which is not a good thing. Don't do that. Maybe it was all that the director knew how to like play, you know. And out of nowhere, like the editing becomes super, super jarring. It took me a lot out of the fights, particularly the Jax Rico fight. I was trying to follow the editing, and I just couldn't. Josh, was that during like effect shots mostly, like big, like green screens and stuff? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Well, it's just character placement. And I mean, right after Jax does his the hand slap fatality, he just walks mm. forward, and I have no context to where Reiko's dead body fell. It, like he just like, he mm. walks through him. I don't know. It's it's a little weird. Yeah, I see. I see like effects in like movies, like in like lower budget movies. A lot of people, like even big movies, sometimes like they fall prey to that. I've noticed that, and it's it is this disappointment. You know, <sighs> but I mean, we got the uh, the big finale, I guess. Yeah, we got the big finale. It was supposed to be everyone versus Sub Zero. That was Cole's plan, but when he realizes that Sub Zero took his family, he follows him alone, and he goes into like the ice level, and uh, is basically no match for Sub Zero. Like Sub Zero just whoops his fucking ass immediately. And again, this is what I love, like seeing. A character like Sub-Zero being so good you know like you don't just like take him out with a bucket of water like he's fucking badass <laughs> water like he's very imposing and he's scary and I think he's designed well like you can't exactly do the kind of designs they did in the 90s movies anymore you know like there has to be some kind of semi-realism to it that's just what people expect for a movie like this if it is going to take itself seriously at all and I think they found a really good balance with that character design. I'm I'm curious in what way do you mean like um like what aspects the bright colors the bright so you're glad that they did away with the bright colors okay I just think it wouldn't work well it's not that I'm against it and I do like the way they look in the context of that movie I just think they found a good version of it for this kind of movie okay. which is again it takes itself more seriously than the other one yeah for sure I see 
I mean, it would be kind of strange to see Bihan in Feudal Japan wearing, like, Feudal Japan clothes, and the next time we see him, he's wearing, like, bright blue, you know? No, yeah, for sure. He looks like uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I, um, because I thought about that a lot, too, and I was thinking, like, um, one thing that I think they should have done, because I know they didn't have, like, a Christopher Nolan-sized budget, you know? I think that they should have not gone so heavy-handed on like armor and stuff because that was to their own detriment during the fight sometimes it didn't look good but to me like their mm. armor was like flying around like their shoulder pads and stuff it looked a little goofy to me and um mm. but the colors like i under i respect that i get it um you, you uh, to me you could do bright colors but you you would have to <clears throat> you would have to give the movie a different look like i i, I think that there are like movies that are dark and they do these vibrant colors, and it's not too often that you see it, but it can be executed properly. It's just unconventional. So, like, people don't ever, like, think of it in that way, but also dark and gritty sometimes, that's needed, you know? And I, and I did like that with this. I did like the colors a lot. I just almost, like, would have preferred uh, for this, just for the first movie, and then when they have a bigger budget in the second movie to give them, like, more armor and stuff like that, I think it would have been interesting if they would have started out with like what they had in the original games like <laughs> like these geese like the uh, like i believe that's like the right word like a gi you know and it's like a, um you know just like cloth so they're kind of like ninjas almost like the next movie maybe like give them some armor the third movie give them more you know as the budget develops for things that you know could look good on them and like look functional or were functional like so they didn't look like propped armor that was just like kind of loose or like flying around you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that is going to probably be the most appropriate for the actual tournament, like that we keep saying probably will be in the next movie. So I see where you're coming from. Like you would wear like a, you know, a gi in a tournament, like a, in like a kumite situation, right? Sure. But I, I mean, like, a, like, in a, like, I'm coming from like a technical standpoint of making a movie from like behind the scenes. And I'm thinking like, we can make it to those gis look cool you know they'll look cool it's not them in their armor yet but it's it's them be, they were beginning in this movie so you could have gotten away with it if i it's me like looking at it from a producer standpoint and a buzzkill standpoint so sorry guys but i'm like <laughs> I'm, you got these great fighters if you got them out there and just like geese they would have been able to move even faster probably because it wouldn't have been as clunky and that you know you wouldn't have had seen the inconsistencies in the in the armor and making it look fake because I noticed it. I don't know if that's something you guys didn't notice, but if you ever rewatch or rewatch any of the fight scenes, there's a scene where I believe I think it's when Sub Zero's fighting Jax and his like his shoulder pieces are like flapping around, you know, a little bit like <laughs> he's got like, a flappy shoulder. Piece. Yeah, when he's like swinging, you know, and I'm like ah, you know, like. That's like something I'd see in like a like a fan film, I feel like, and I'd be like, okay. And it looked okay. It was passable. It was passable enough to where people didn't notice, but like from a from like a production quality standpoint, I might have my way around that to troubleshoot would have been put them in something that looks more like their original character clothing, like their original costumes from the original game back from the nineties. And then, you know, be like, Oh, but we promise you if there's a sequel we're going to move on to like what they started to look like in later games, getting them to their pinnacle by the last, you know, project that we believe we're going to do. That's how I like, I like stuff like that though. That's the way I think 
superhero stuff should be done too. Uh, speaking of like a producer's eye for things, I did I could I couldn't help but notice they could have saved a couple bucks had they just had Melina wear a mask through most of uh her scenes because I mean like mm. that that special effect can't be cheap and you're she doesn't say a whole lot she's just in the background for the a lot of her stuff you yeah could, I do kind of appreciate that they went for it but I see why they would have gone the other way you know I if mean, they were concerned with that. That stuff, like, okay, so CGI is getting easier every year. And, like, it's, you know, it's, like, it's so cheap now compared to even, like, doing, like, a practical effect or, like, makeup. Simplest thing, blood flying off of somebody when they get hit, but now they animate it because it's that much easier and it's cheap. It's a plug-in. Those are plugins. They just got to, like, overlay those for the most part. And, that you know, they have these expensive plugins where you just, you know, I'll, I'll be editing... I'll click on, like, my, I have them, like, flying blood plug-in, and I'll put it on the character, and then I'll put it where I want it, and then, boom, it's in there. I put it at the right time. It takes me, like, all of, like, two minutes to do. So that's why stuff like that's, like, getting easier, and, like, mm -hmm. with, like, you see the technology. You guys have Snapchat, I'm sure, and you see the, like, technology of Snapchat where it can just read your face, and they can, like, set something on your face. It's really not that hard for them to do stuff like that anymore. Like them doing an effect like that, it's it probably was less than to pay, like, a makeup artist to be there doing it for, like, a, like two weeks or however long they shot with her to do all the, that fighting, you know, those fight scenes. So Melina is nothing more than a Snapchat filter. Pretty much, yeah. That's what the that's how the stuff's going now, you know. That's cool. I look forward to having that option and taking some selfies with it. <laughs> Josh, let's talk about Sub Zero versus Scorpion versus Cole. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So Scorpion just kind of shows up the fuck out of nowhere, uh, fights Sub Zero, and Cole fights Ice. Well, he's trying to test his might. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, uh, the the thing they're trying to go for is, like, his armor absorbs kinetic energy, and because Sub-Zero doesn't uh, give off any energy, he can't use his suit, so he sucks. Oh, is that what it is? I did not get pick that up at all. I thought he was just trying to get his family out of the ice. Yeah, he's like, his suit doesn't work. <laughs> He finally gets his, his suit, and it just doesn't work. I woke up for that part. I remember this part. Oh, so. God. He's just, yeah, something about him just punching the ice fucking cracks my shit up. <laughs> like, you get it, Cole. You beat the shit out of that ice. Fatality. <laughs> what do you prefer? Scorpion in this movie saying, get over here, or in the other movie saying, get over here? Oh, I'm going to have to actually say in the other one. Yeah. This one's a little weak. I like the game style voice. Get over here! Ed Boon's voice, yeah. Ed Boon is amazing. They should have they should have let him do the get over here line. It's the only English line Scorpion has in the film. Hmm. Oh, okay. Get over here. Yeah, I mean, no offense to, you know, the guy, Hiroyuki Sonata, but you know. The game is cool. He just shows up, starts speaking Japanese, and Cole starts nodding, and it's like, does Cole know what the fuck he's saying? <laughs> I would just do the same thing. I'd, like, give one nod, you know? Like, I'd be like, I hope that works. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, man. Like, <laughs> get over here. So, like, with all that, too, 
I'm surprised they didn't just have the actor yell it, because he's a good actor, and I just, I can't. Oh, they did for the trailer, but it, uh, it didn't get a positive feedback. Get over here! So uh... they altered it, but they didn't, they still didn't get Ed Boon, which is, it's the game creator does the line in the games, people wanted that. So they changed it from the original actor's line to enhance it, but if you're gonna do that, you might as well just get Ed Boon. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. And I, I remember when he said it, I just can't remember how I felt about it. You you referenced earlier, Josh, when uh, I forget what character it was. You said somebody said uh, Soul Weird or something, or Souls. Do you wanna get into that boy soul? What, you who, gotta pay what, the troll toll what, to get that, into that yeah, boy soul. Well, who, who said it though in the Mortal <laughs> Kombat movie? Trying to remember. Uh, Cole, he says it's it's snowing. Yeah, it's. I remember that. I remembered that while watching it. I thought that was goofy too, but it's like, I don't know. They can keep that, but they can't. You know, they can't. They can't always uh, pay you the fan service, I guess, with Ed Boon. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know. uh, I mean it is what it is. I'm uh, I'm happy we got a fucking movie, and I'm super thrilled it's better than yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. This this ending is great. I think like Cole aside, being just kind of lame, like the fighting is good, and like the stakes are good, and it brings us back to the beginning of seeing like this guy. Like we understand why he's trying to kill Behan. I don't really understand how he came back, but it's like just Mortal Kombat magic. Who cares? But <laughs> we understand why he wants to kill him, and uh, we get to see him get his revenge, you know? He, his family was killed in the beginning. It's it's quite nice, I think. Alright. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. He does his, like... It's like a reference to his Flaming Skull fatality. I wasn't sure why they didn't go full skull, and then I heard that it's because, like, Chinese markets, they don't... Be- you can't depict skulls in, in, in your film in China, so they just they did the fire jaw face. The fire oh, breath? My god. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see him get fucking roasted though, right? It is. It's I, I could watch that all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. They they clearly uh you guys aren't Mortal Kombat aficionados. They clearly start foreshadowing Sub-Zero to become Noob Cybot from the games, uh, the Black Ninja. Bihan, like, takes his armor off, and he's basically just wearing a Black Ninja suit. Mm. So he's actually a different character? He's not really Sub-Zero? Well, you know in the games, Sub-Zero that's killed, that's Sub-Zero's older brother. <laughs> uh, it's that Mortal Kombat Annihilation uh, plotline that from the game or from right, the movie. Right, there's, there's regular Sub-Zero, then there's one with, like, the red scar on his yeah, eye. Yeah, he's got, like, a scar over his eye that's, like, Sub-Zero's little brother. I fr- It's been retconned how he gets a scar so many times. It's like Jax's arms. He's just he's just gonna get it. Um, but, yeah, once... Because Sub- Sub-Zero is, like, a mantle like Batman, so the little brother comes in, picks up the mantle of Sub-Zero, only to oh. find out his older brother's turn I was, like, evil. wondering about that, because, you know, like, you, imagine if you're like, hey, I'm Josh, this is my brother Josh. Also We're Josh. Just, well, I mean, it yeah. worked for the Mario Brothers, you know. What is this, fucking the Bob Newhart show? It's Mario Mario, and then Luigi Mario. <laughs> oh, right. Right. 
Anyway, Sub-Zero does get defeated. Shang Tsung is pissed. All his people are dead and he's like, you know what? When I see you in the sequel, I'm not bringing fighters. I'm bringing armies, bitch. <laughs> and we're like, okay, Lao, go ahead and go back to China. Batman will deal with you later. I'm very good with numbers. Exactly. <laughs> in terms of villains, he is your only option. <laughs> and our heroes, namely Cole, they got to go find the rest of the champions to prepare for the sequel. And we get the big teaser. Johnny Cage is going to be the guy they go find. I, I really thought it was cute. Did anybody catch the name of the movie? Uh, that was the Johnny Cage film poster. It was called Citizen no. Cage. It's <laughs> oh, okay. no. so clever. I missed that. I don't mind that. I really don't. Oh, uh, the in the games, he's like they only ever talk about the movies he's in, but they've all got wonderful titles like that, like Ninja Mime, Citizen Cage is one. There's a few. Ninja Mime. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a Ninja Mime outfit in one of the in several of the games too. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. Love it. So we're going to move into ratings soon, but before we do ratings, do either of you have any final thoughts outside of ratings? It's not a birthmark. Mortal Kombat Light. That's it. Mortal Kombat Light. That's all I got to say. Light. Mortal Kombat Light. Like Miller Light or like, like, you know. Diet Mortal Kombat Bud, Bud Light, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. That's my thing about it is like I hope the next one is like Mortal Kombat One. Like I like, I almost want this to be a prequel, you know. Well, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is, right? So like, I just hope that I'd like the approach to be like. I don't want the next one to have to like hinge on the first one at all, like not that much, anyways. Like if they're gonna keep the same actors and not you know, reboot it or like, you know, I could see them doing a soft reboot, you know, after that, after this too. I mean, I'm sure it's going to get a sequel. Yeah. But like, I could also see them doing like a soft reboot with that sequel. So, I mean, I just kind of want, you know, they could, they could keep the good things from this movie. And if they want to keep the actors, they can keep the actors, but they need to, uh, they need some reconstruction for sure. And I hope that they do that moving forward. I hope that they listen to the people. Yeah. So, that's it. Well, let's get into ratings. Josh, on any rating scale you want, how are you going to rate Mortal Kombat 2021? Oh, I, I'm teetering on like a five to six. So I'm going to go, let's say five and a half, not a birthmarks out of 10. Okay. There's... A lot of things to like. Uh, there's some really, really good character stuff. The only thing holding back the movie is the movie. Uh, if that makes any sense. It's like it's the buildup to this movie we don't have. Uh, the things I do dislike, I really, really dislike. Like the whole Goro scene. But I don't know. I'm still processing it. I... I have the right to change my opinion depending on several rewatches over the, the next coming years. Okay, but that breaks your contract with Big Dumb Movie, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do change your mind, you will owe me money. 
<laughs> Breach of contract. All right, cool, cool. I'm going to give this six out of ten boys souls. I think Mortal Kombat 2021 is better than it has any right to be. And it delivers on a lot of things that it was that it promised us to deliver. Things that a Mortal Kombat movie has yet to deliver on, uh, namely things like fatalities and gore, just the R rating in general. Um, it does dive into the area of stupidity in quite a few places, I think. But I think that it's fairly forgivable for the most part. It's a fun movie, and I think if you are trying to watch something that isn't like taking itself too seriously but is taking itself somewhat seriously it has action and it has fighting this is probably the thing for you it's kind of hard to describe because like i said it does take itself a lot more seriously than the 90s one but it's not like you know it's not trying to win an oscar this movie so it, at least in that respect it knows what it's trying to accomplish and on a lot of it it delivers not a fan of Sonya, but Kung Lao for the win. Yeah, 6 out of 10 boy souls for me. John Riggs. 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 What's oh, your rating going to be on any rating scale you want? Uh, you gave it a 6. I think I'm like, if I was a bigger fan, I might give it a higher rating. And I think it's because I'm like casually a fan. So take that with a grain of salt, Mortal Kombaters. I think I'd give it a five. It's it's half there for me. Like I said a minute ago, I accidentally already closed, but it's just like it is Mortal Kombat light. It's it, it gets it gets a lot of things right and it takes bold chances like with like for instance like using all the these actors that are fighters, you know, that are I think they're fighters first, actors second, a lot of them. And that's that's bold. Like cause I've I've like thought about that before. Like, you know, like what if they, what if they got like a guy who was like unknown, but was like a fighter to play like Batman or something. And like, obviously yeah. they would never do that, but it's, it's a bold thing to do, especially like coming from like an indie standpoint, if you're making an indie film or something or like a fan film, because you know, you can take more chances cause you're indie, but like to do that, with the actual Mortal Kombat property, I give them props for that. That's a big deal to me. Um, it does have some strengths in that area, and it does get certain characters right, and it does entertain in certain ways, like Kano, which I, I appreciated, you know, them letting him do his thing and uh, getting that across. But again, like, five out of five, because I'm a tough critic, and um, I think that they could really start looking at, like, what the what the pop culture is behind Mortal Kombat and the culture to Mortal Kombat in general, like, you know, from the games over, even with the movies and stuff, like how that should translate. And with the media, like we talked about them getting in trouble when they first came out in the 90s, you know, with all the all the moms of America being upset about the gore and the graphics and that, this and that, and violence in video games. So, just for the record, we don't uh, prefer Mortal Combaters. We go by Mortal Combatants. Okay, sorry, Mortal Combatants. <laughs> Love it. Yes, Mortal <laughs> Combatants with a K, right? Yes, absolutely. So, okay, so yeah, so you know, I just yeah, five out of five, just because maybe I'm being a little tough here. I feel like, but five out of five because I I want to see them do better on the next go around. 
All right, awesome. Thank you guys for your ratings. Josh, can people find you online? Are you still online or do you live in a cave now? I live in a van down by the river. You can still check out my YouTube channel. Um, It's Review Inc. Or you could type Review Dude, uh, D-O-O-D. I will be returning hopefully soon. I just got a lot of things I got to deal with. I've heard that before. (laughs) No, but look for Josh's channel. Josh has a lot of uploads, a lot of movie reviews, great content. I'm a big fan of it personally. Um, John, if people wanted to hear more of you or see what you do, where would they go and what is it that you do? I am an independent filmmaker out of Metro Detroit area, and I have a little YouTube channel called Green Hawk Pictures. That's Green Hawk, like the bird. Uh, It's H-A-W-K. A little YouTube channel where I saw that you have millions of views on some of your videos. <laughs> yeah, well, yep, and um, we're 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 trying to get back there. That's uh, that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit back in the day, but we're we're uh, we're building up again, and um, we do uh, parody videos, and we have a show that's been running since I was in high school, that's coming to a close now, but we have the playlist up, and there's only two more two more videos left to come out on that one will be a 30 minute episode and the next one will be a feature so those will be a little far and few in between but we're hoping to do more new content soon and while you're waiting for that the other channel that i work on a lot is uh blue view cinema and that is my friend's channel josh tabby but i work very closely with him hand in hand and uh he makes amazing content it is beautiful he does a lot of horror shorts and uh thrillers he does a lot of comedy too i've directed quite a few of those and i work with the actors very closely on them and i sometimes am acting in those as well and it's it's just a lot of fun blue view is blue view cinema is a ton of fun so please check them out too um i'm working on that stuff as much as i'm working on my own if not more and uh we appreciate it Awesome. And I can't thank you guys enough for joining me, Josh and John. It's been a really fun episode. So thank you both for coming on. If you, the listeners, want to write in, you can email us at bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. And the one big ask I have of you is if you are an iPhone user, that you leave us a positive rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. That's the best thing you can do for this podcast. So if you like us and you want to support us, please do that costs you nothing if you're listening on youtube give us a thumbs up you can follow our instagram big dumb movie podcast and that about covers it again thank you all for listening we love you good night